Good morning. Welcome once again. We're back and we're still talking about the things of how we can improve our relationship with God, how we can have our prayers heard and answered. And we've been going over this for the past few weeks and we was uh, went through a segment called Troubleshooting God and we did that for a few weeks. And uh, just want to know if anybody, are you, are you using this stuff? Are we doing more than just listening to it? Are we applying it to our lives? Have we tried to troubleshoot God since we've learned some of these techniques? And then last week, we uh, talked about talking with God, how we are to, to talk to him. What does that look like? What are we supposed to do and not do? And to follow up with that, it's the other side, which is hearing from God. Now, I have to admit that this is a, a little bit of a, a difficult message from this end, because when you start saying things like hearing from God, you might get some, some funny looks. And uh, that goes back to our, our human condition, because we're, we're programmed. The world tells us to be, to be skeptical. And many times people have used the name of God as a way to push forward their own agenda, to have their own desires be met, and to use a, a false agenda. That using God's name, saying God said it when it really has nothing to do with God at all. So we oftentimes, when we hear that, that God told me or that God said, we tend to be a little, little skeptical. We tend to be a little standoffish. And not only because of the bad experiences that we've had with it, but also that for many of us, we haven't heard directly from God. Or we may have, but we don't realize that it is him that's doing the talking. Let's uh, have a little word of scripture, a little word of prayer, and we'll get dig a little deeper into this subject matter for today. We'll start off with Jeremiah 33 and 3. Call unto me, and I will answer thee. And show thee great and mighty things, which thou knowest not. Now, it's written here in the word of God. God inspires word. God tell, said it, so it must be true. And he says to call upon him and that he will answer thee. And he will show us great and mighty things that we do not know. Bow with me, please. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity to get into your word today, Father. We ask you to open our hearts and minds to receive it, Lord, and I ask you to take myself out of the way, Father, and just let your true message shine through. We ask this in the name of your Son, Jesus. Amen. Now, we, uh, we talk about hearing from God. And there's many different ways that we can go about doing this. And... It's a, a personal experience, and it can come at us in many different ways. So one thing that we've been talking about is, is having our prayers answered. So that's where we need something. 
We need provision. We need a problem resolved. We need healing. There's something that we are asking for and expecting to receive. Well, that simply doesn't cover all aspects of life. Because sometimes we need guidance in making a decision. We have all these paths that we can choose in life, and we didn't know which are the right ones. Sometimes it's not always obvious about what direction we need to go in. What do we need to do? So that's where we need to seek God. Many times we, we, we'll go to, to God and say, oh God, just give me a sign. We want something that's like a billboard up there just to, to really direct us to, to, to verify. And so you got to remember, we got to go back. What is that one key word that we have to use each and every time we are working with God? And that is faith. See, we want to eliminate, you know, faith is hard because we have to believe in something we can't see. We have to be patient. We have to wait. We have to rely on the Lord. Faith is hard. So we'd rather have something. We'd rather drive by down I-75 and see a big billboard that says, okay, choose this. We want to see that burning bush. You know, we want things like that because we just want to be without a shadow. We want to eliminate that faith factor because... We don't want to have to be uncomfortable while we're waiting on God. We don't want to be uncomfortable while we have to be strong and be reliant and be remembering all the things he's did for us. We just want to have it easy. Life is never meant to be easy. It's meant to make us the people we are supposed to be. So when, when Jesus left, he said, I leave you with something else, the Holy Spirit. And some of the attributes of the Holy Spirit is the advisor, someone that you go to to be able to receive knowledge, the counselor, the comforter. Because we feel good when we can seek reassurance. God is more than just salvation. God is more than just answering prayers. God is there for his knowledge, his love, his comfort, his peace, his support. And that's all the things that we can receive from him. We, in our minds, we see God as this huge being with a thundering voice. And that's what we expect when we say things like hearing from God is this thundering voice to rain down from heaven and talk to us. The Holy Spirit resides in us. The Spirit is how we communicate with God. You ever uh, been in your car and you're driving along and something comes on the radio and you're trying to concentrate on hearing it? And you know, you can turn the volume up, but we oftentimes we have this notion where we kind of lean forward. 
we kind of move towards the center of the dash where the radio is located, even though that's not where the sound is coming from, but we consider that the source. And we take that same effect. We're looking up to receive the source of the sound, but even though that's the source, that's not where the sound is coming from. It's coming from within where the spirit resides. So instead of a boom, a thunder, we're looking for a whisper. So how do we hear God? And we can talk about things like fasting and, and things like that, but just for the basics, just for the basics. One thing that we have to do is we have to slow down. We have to slow down. Last week we talked about talking to God, and we phrased it as like you're talking to anyone else. So when we pray, are we giving God a chance to respond? Because we get in a hurry. I have to watch myself because sometimes when I'm publicly speaking, I get fast. When you pray, you get fast. And when we're doing our group prayers here, when we're talking to God and uh, I'm representing the group, we're, we're making our needs known. We're not really waiting for a response at that time. It's a different kind of thing. This is what we're talking about is our, our personal one-on-one -on -one time in the closet where we speak to God. So one of the things is, it's taking enough time. It's not one of the things that we can rush. We need to give time to be able to talk and to wait. Because a lot of times it sounds like this. Dear God, I need this, I need this, I need this, and this, and this, and this, this. Amen. And if we were talking to anybody else, you would see that there is no time to get in a word in as wise. Here it is. God, give me direction. God, show me what to do. God, why isn't this working? And we keep saying all these things, but we don't wait for the response. What does it sound like? Sounds like you. With a little different spin on it. It's from within. God lays it upon your heart. Many of us miss this. We ask God a question. And God is... Very direct and very to the point. He don't need to give you a long, drawn-out explanation. He may direct you to a scripture. It may just be one word. For example, if you're having a, an issue with, with prayer. Lord, I've tried all these things. 
I've been through these steps. I'm still having trouble. And in that still small voice, he might lay upon your heart a word like unity. Well, that may sound a little cryptic to us, but we have to think about what would that mean? See, because God wants us to have faith. God wants us to get into his word. God wants us to work at it and think about it. You know, it'd be real easy if we could just dial up and say, God, hey, what's going on? I got this problem. Can you tell me step by step what to do? But you know, if it worked out that way, if it was that easy, everyone would do it. Satan would know the plans. We have to work covertly so we keep all of our plans out of the hands of the enemy. He comes at us hard enough as it is without giving him any extra intel. We have to secure faith. If we've seen every time that it worked out easy, faith wouldn't be a factor anymore because we would have no chance of any doubt or worry popping up because it simply wouldn't exist. And free will would be gone because we are always going to follow the path of least resistance. And that always doesn't coincide with faith as well. So we have to, to work at it a little bit. So we go back to, to unity. And then we can go back to our troubleshooting skills and, and see what that looks like. Unity. And then we remember, oh, wait, I have a partner in life. And we are supposed to be unified together. You know, husband and wife, they come together as one. And then... Are we working for the same goal? Are we praying in unison? Are we multiplying our prayer power? Because, you know, God wants us to be direct. He wants us to be exact. And if we got a family that's trying to accomplish something for a family, and one person is praying for one thing to happen, the other one's praying for something else to happen. You see the problem there. Many times I wonder if we have a unity problem even when we're praying for people as a group. We see that there is a, an illness, a sickness, or you know, some kind of an ailment, and we always we pray. They ask for prayer and we pray. But are we really praying in unison? Because we want them to get better. Many times when we get sick for a long period of time and we're just wanting to overcome the situation one way or another. So oftentimes this person that we're praying to get better, they're not in the same kind of mindset. They might be asking God for something totally different. To take them on. To be done. counseling each other out. And this is just one example. One word. Just one word that God can give us. God will speak to us 
in other ways. Things that you come across, things that you see, things that you hear. There was times when I consumed great amounts of other people teaching the word. And there times I was going through difficulties and seeking God's help. And it was amazing that I could randomly pull information from different people that was not related, not intertwined in any way, shape, or form. That was done at different times, in different years, in different seasons. And yet, the message would come out the same. A message over and over again that was an answer to a question that I had asked. Now, it's easy to say, oh, that's just coincidence, that's just something. No, that's not. That is God. Because sometimes we're too stubborn or we're not getting it and we're not, we can't receive it directly. Or we're not going to realize what it is directly or we need that little extra push. And God will find a way to tell us. We've all had either in our own personal experiences or we've talked to someone else that a series of events has put them in touch with the right people, the right opportunity to be at the right place at the right time. And these course of actions has changed your direction of life in a way. That is God communicating with you. Putting the people there. See, because God knows our, our difficulties, our struggles. And for him to come to you directly, look at Moses. God wanted to use Moses. And Moses was so full of doubt. Here it is. God is coming to him. He's speaking to him. And he's having to show him all of these different things. Turning his staff into a snake and giving him and taking away leprosy and doing all these things, showing him that this is what needs to be done. And we're no different. We are weak and we are scared and we are unsure of ourselves. We are unsure of our relationships. We are unsure of God. And sometimes the direct approach doesn't always work with us. But God will provide a way. God has his word. That is his personal letter to us. I don't know how many times that I have been flipping through and as you're looking for something, you find something else. You know, they say the word of God is alive. And I believe that because sometimes there are things that will just jump out at you. 
And you'll see a scripture there, and it answers questions. It gives you knowledge. And you didn't even know you was looking for it. It just shows up. That is God talking to us. The pieces come together. We do these studies week after week. And I hope that you're taking these as as a study. You know, religion has been shaped and molded and whittled down by man year after year after year, trying to turn it into something. And, And so many times now that church is nothing more than what we do for habit. It's nothing more that we do just to socialize. It's what you know, we think is suspected of us, so what we think makes us look good. And it's for, for entertainment. We have to put on a big show and have big music and lights. And we have to have all these programs and refreshments and do all these different things just to get people in the doors and try to keep them there. And in reality, what we're doing is we are teaching and learning from each other. We are to be building our relationship with God. That is what it's all about. And I hope that that each week, that when we talk about these things, that we're doing more than just listening to it for this course of time. I hope we're revisiting it. I hope that we are thinking about it as we go about our week. And I hope that we're trying to apply it to our lives. Because if we're not doing nothing more than just taking it at the face value for the few moments that we have together, then we're not accomplishing anything. We're to study the Word of God. We are to know the Word of God. We are to know what God wants of us. That's how we enrich our lives. That's how we get our prayers answered. That's how we do better. We have to be careful. One of our other studies, we talked about how that We often have our minds made up when we are seeking God's approval. You know, uh, we're facing that battle. We have our sinful, worldly selves that want to do things a certain way. And then we also have the spirit that wants to cling to God. And they're in constant battle with one another. So we often have our, our wants that we want to do. We want to claim that prize. We want to collect that money. We want to do whatever it is that we think is going to make us happy, to direct our feelings. And like so we talked about going to the Word of God and trying to bend the Word of God to make it fit what we need it to fit. This happens every day. People go in and they'll take things out of context. They'll cut down a verse. Well, I can use the first little bit. Well, that second little bit don't really work for my agenda, so we'll just cross that out. We'll use verse 11, but we're going to not worry about verse 10 and 12 and 13 because when you read them all together, that's really going to change the meaning of 11. So we're just going to isolate that. Oh, and we're not going to use this verse anymore because it doesn't fit now in the world that we live in. Even though that God's word is forever, that it doesn't lose value, it does not change. 
So when we say things like that, that it doesn't fit in today's world, that it doesn't fit today's standards, that it doesn't fit this community, that is a lie told by Satan. We do that. We look for something. We try to find just some little something that we can use to prove our point, build our case, and do what we want to do. So we can say, oh, I looked it up. It's fine. God says it's okay. I'm going to go ahead and do this. And you have to ask yourself, if you're trying so hard to justify your actions, maybe there is a reason for it. Because when we are doing things above God, it comes easy to make the choice. Not to do the action, but to make the choice. If we wanted to give up a a drug addiction. We know that God doesn't want us addicted to drugs because it's harmful to our bodies. It's harmful to our minds. It doesn't allow us to do his will, what he wants for us. He wants us to be, go out and do and be, and we're not setting a positive example. So it's real easy to say, okay, I'm going to quit. The word of God supports that. God supports that. But an action It's not easy at all. It's a challenge. And it's going to take God to see us through. But on the flip side, if it's something that we shouldn't be doing. You know, it's like this uh, modern day gender thing we have now. The word of God is very clear. Man and woman. That's it. No ifs, ands, or buts. There's nothing else to add to it. But it's real easy to say, okay, this is not right. This is here. We can do this. We can make up all these words and say it's that. But it's easy to do. It's easy to say. But then it's meaningless. It doesn't change anything it doesn't make anything better it's nothing there's no value no value to it point being is that we have to be careful when we're listening to the word of god when we're talking to god and asking for a response We need to be certain that we are actually listening to God. That we're not on a party line. That we're not pulling in another station. You know, back on the old radios with the dials, you twist that dial a little bit and sometimes you'd be pulling in two stations at once. You might get a little country and a little bit of rock and roll and it goes flipped back and forth. And uh, sometimes in our minds, it can happen that way too. Because look how all this stuff is connected. We talked about the armor of God. So if we got some stuff leaking in, and then we got some heavenly kingdom being transmitted down, when it gets down there to the, to the base, we get a little mixture of both because we've let a little world in, we've let a little God in, we've let a little Satan in, 
don't know if you don't forget, we always have ourselves that's constantly putting its opinion in too. Now we can't trust ourselves because we are human, we're sinful, we're influenced by the world, we're influenced by Satan, we have feelings that want to dictate everything that we do, we're lazy, we're fearful, we're doubtful, and most of the time we don't have very much faith. That's why we have to rely on God totally and completely, because he is the one true source. He is what we need to see us through to be able to accomplish what we need to accomplish. Peter and company, they went out onto the water and they fished and fished and fished and fished and fished and couldn't catch a single fish. Using all their skills as fishermen, using everything that the world has taught them, everything they knew as men, well, Jesus comes on the scene and he says, drop your nets over there. And they pull in more fish than they'd ever seen at one time. Because that is what God does when we seek Him. We see that when we rely on a man, we rely on ourselves that we can go astray. So if we go into that mindset with prayer, we are so foolish the way we, we talk to God. We sit here and we beg with Him and negotiate with Him. We've all done it. We've all done it. Don't, don't, don't deny it. We've all done it. We get in these situations and we, we negotiate with God. Us. A speck of nothingness negotiates with God that He doesn't have to do anything for he doesn't need us that we rely on him totally and completely but yet we want to negotiate with him in hopes that we would get things accomplished we use this same foolish reality and we make our minds up that we already want to do something but yet we want to have that reassurance we won't be able to say that we went to him we want to be able to say that He's the one that orchestrated it. So we ask. And then we're not listening from above. We're not listening from the spirit within. We're listening from our own minds. And that's telling us, yeah, go ahead and do it. And it's not coming from the right place. And it seems like the, the most misleading are the ones that gain the most attention. So we go out into the world and we talk about how this is going to be such a great decision. And what I'm doing is going to be so great. And I can't wait for it to happen that God told me to do it. And we're in alignment. I'm doing God's work. And really, God didn't say nothing at all. You didn't wait for what God said. You just had your mind made up. You heard it in your own mind. And then when that situation falls apart, who gets to blame? Well, God told me. I was sure of it. 
And then everyone else sees. Well, if that's what God's saying, I don't want no part of that. Because he stirred him in the wrong direction. He took him off course. We have to have a, a truly open heart to be able to receive what God is telling us. And many times, we don't even realize it's God. You know, we'll talk to God. We don't take the time to listen. And all of a sudden, we feel, we feel that something, you know, we have that, that gut decision. Oh, I followed my gut. Who do you think was directing that gut? That's God. And we don't ever know when it's going to, to take place. You know, sometimes we'll, we'll pray and we wait. We pray and we wait. And we still don't get nothing. And that's where we have to stay in faith. You know, we can come to church and we can kneel at the altar and we can do our best praying that we can do. And we still may not nothing, hear nothing. We may not get that answer we're looking for. And then it might be days or weeks later when you got your head shoved in the clothes dryer pulling out the laundry that all of a sudden he speaks to you and tells you exactly what you need to hear. Because sometimes we don't need that answer that we're asking for today. Sometimes we need it a little bit later. Sometimes the timing just isn't right. God's not not talking to you because he doesn't feel like it. He's not not talking to you because he doesn't want to. Sometimes he's just remaining silent because the timing just isn't right. Remember, he's never late. He's never early. He's always right on time. We've talked about a lot of stuff today, so let's just recap just a little bit. What's the key elements we need to take out into the world today? What do we need to be thinking about? What do we need to be doing as we're troubleshooting, as we're praying, and we're trying to receive, and we're trying to listen and gain that knowledge that only God can give us? We've got to be patient. We got to give him time to respond. We got to give him the opportunity to respond. We got to stay in faith while we're waiting for him to respond. And all the stuff that we've been building upon. If we have a faith issue, if we have an issue with our other people, if we have any of the issue of these things in the troubleshooting series that allow us not to be heard, if we can't be heard, we can't be answered. If we don't believe that God will speak to us, we can't be answered. We have to get all these things lined up. God does great and amazing things. God communicates with us. God loves us. God wants us to answer 
us to hear our prayers. He wants to answer them. He wants to talk back to us. He wants to have that relationship. But we have stuff that we have to do on our end. We have to put effort into it. We have to put thought and care. And we have to want to make it happen. A garden's not going to grow if we just throw some seeds out in the yard and expect it just to happen on its own. Neither is our relationship with God. We have responsibility into it. And I hope that we'll start looking into it. That will